Good afternoon. This is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wanted to give you a preview of what I talked about today and on the radio. And, of course, then we, uh, what you're listening to is the podcast. Of course, you know that. And we talked a little bit about investor resolutions and tips to be a better investor in 2024. You know, you, got, you have no control over the economy, no control over the direction of the stock market, and uh, every and you've got every forecast and opinion and predictions showing and indicators, all these indicators showing that we're definitely heading for a recession. You got uh, presidential elections. You got a lot of things to contend with. And one of the things I talk about is shutting down the noise and uh, and working on being a better investor and understanding what you're doing and what your risk is. We talk about that in great detail. And uh, of course, we never finish these things we talk about, and we'll finish it, finish it up tomorrow. But in the event that you've got a question or you, uh, you want someone to give you a second opinion on investments, you're always welcome to contact me, info at prudentmoney.com, and uh, use me as a resource. I'd love to help you out if I can. This is Bob Brooks. Stick around and enjoy the program. This is Pastor Bill Quinn of Love Never Fails, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR Decatur, Dallas-Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, what are your investor resolutions for 2024? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Good afternoon, this is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. So how are you going to improve in 2024 when it comes to investing? You know, it's really interesting. I've, I've been doing this now for almost 32 years. And, uh, of course, the last uh, couple of decades, I probably paid more attention to the things than I did at the beginning of my practice. But I, I, I can't recall a period of time where there were so many signals that were saying a recession is coming. A, maybe even worse than a recession is coming. The market's going to have problems. And it's just one indicator after indicator. It's just uh, it's pretty remarkable. The, we, today we just closed out what's uh, referred to as the uh, first five days indicator. And uh, if here's the way this goes. If the first five days are negative, then so goes January. January would be negative as well. If, neg- if January is negative, then the percentages say that the entire year will be negative. And, of course, we have, uh, and incidentally, statistics would show that 
75% of the time, and this is going way back, 75% of the time, if January is negative, the entire year is negative. If you, if you dial that up and consider just the election years, which, oh, by the way, we are in one, 83% prediction success on a negative year followed or preceded, well, see, let me back that up, uh, a negative month, a negative January preceded a negative year. And, you know, you look at all of this. Oh, and the, the, another one that I saw today. I've seen this one before. This is, but this is, I mean, these statistics are, are very interesting. But they're just all pointing to this year. The money supply, and that is the number, that is the exact, the, the, uh, the money supply for the country and the economy is officially contracting. Now, what causes inflation is the money supply officially expanding and expanding at a very fast rate. And, of course, that led to our situation where we got inflation just a couple of years ago when it started. But the money supply is contracting, and this has only happened four previous times in the last 150 years. And each time, either a depression with double-digit unemployment or just a regular Garden Miller recession, something bad happened in the economy. Now, every time, the four times in the last 150 years. So you have forecasts, you have predictions, you have opinions, you've got advice. And you have, of course, you have the people who are saying, hey, everything's going to be okay it's a different time. It's different this time. I've always said if, if you ever hear me say that to uh, turn the radio off because it never really is different. But it, it, it's all over the place. But the important thing to, to, to do in this, sense, in this instant, and I'll, I will be doing this, is to separate yourself from the noise. You've got to become better at investing and a better investor, and just roll with what the what the market brings you. What I wanted to go over today is some 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 tips to do that, some steps to do that, some resolutions. Uh, some of these, or a lot of these, excuse me, came from RealInvestmentAdvice.com. Great website, great uh, learning resource. They do a lot of free newsletters, a lot of information, realinvestmentadvice.com. But this is some investor resolutions and tips, and some of these I added to it, uh, for 2024. Now, the very first thing we got to look at is the difference between buying and holding and an actually investment management because they're two different totally different ways of going about increasing growth and protecting against risk buying and holding is just what the way that it sounds is that you invest the money 
you let the money stay invested. You don't change it. You don't manage for risk. Maybe you reallocate at the end of the, the year, making sure that everything is, let's say you want to keep it in a 60-40 or 70-30 portfolio, 70% in stocks, 30% in bonds. At the end of each year, you reallocate that because maybe stocks out outperformed uh, bonds and now your allocations are are out of sync with what you want them, then you sell some of the stock, bring it down to 70, buy a little more bonds, you're at 30. And that would be buy and hold investing with allocation or just buy and hold. Hang on to your investments. And, of course, this is what all the pros are telling you to do. And there's a strategy for growth and risk. And you know what the difference between a strategy for growth and risk and buying whole and holding are is that you have diversification a, well a good buy and hold strategy and a good strategy for growth and risk both of them would have good diversification meaning that the the money is spread out over different types of investment you know I've talked to you a lot about that but the difference between the two and this is what you've got to get Let's take out all the criticism for strategy for growth and risk and just focus on this. The difference between the two is that a strategy for growth and risk simply means that you are reallocating to different types of allocations. You're doing it more than once, and you're doing it to protect for risk. Like, we've been doing that a lot with uh, people who've called in and said, hey, not really sure about my investments. I told you that uh, we've got a, a way to set up a, a 15 to 20-minute phone call, 30 if it needs to be, and uh, where we can get where I can look at things for you. I, I really am serious about wanting to do a lot of this because I, I just believe that people need resources today. There's not very many resources, and I want to be a resource for you. I feel like, you know, I've always felt like Prudent Money is a community, and uh, we're all trying to figure out how to do this thing called stewardship. We're all in it together. So I want to be of help to you, whatever I can do. And people uh, will, will send emails, say, hey, can I get a time on your calendar? For And we, we allocate, we're probably today we're probably a, a uh, couple of weeks out uh, booked, but I still want to do it. I still want you to, to call in and get on, get in on a, a time. You can also get on a waiting list if something changes and want to make sure that you're getting your questions answered. Want to make sure that you are get, getting good information that's not, that's not horribly biased because of an agenda. Obviously, most uh, most information is, has got a bias to it, but it it's a lot. It's so much easier if you look at it from the standpoint of what's the pro and the con. What's both sides of the story? So let's look at some of these resolutions. And um, I was reading a, a book last night, and I, the name of the book, believe it or not, has escaped my mind. <laughs> and um, had some of the the best advice in this book that could be applied to investing. I'll, I will 
get that book and uh, get you the information on that. Maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I'll do that. First resolution, as this author calls it, is do more of what is working and less of what isn't working. You know, it's interesting. We, we invest into an idea that we think is going to work, that's going to double, triple maybe in value over a time period. And we put more and more and more money in, but what we're not paying attention to is that it's going the wrong way. We're so convinced of the potential success of this stock that we continue to pour money into it, and it's not working. Not necessarily saying sell the stock, but do more of what is working and less of what isn't. I mean, stop, you know, add to something different that is working. And uh, watch your diversification and how you have your, your money in, uh, allocated. The second thing that's very important for you to understand is the market doesn't fall in a straight line or go up in a straight line. And uh, this is extremely important for you to, to understand as to what I, what I mean by that. Because... Get, you know, let's let's talk about a, your 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 uh, a bear market that goes that goes down over you know a couple years, fifteen months, eighteen months, whatever it might be. We'll get right back to that in just a second. This is Bob Brooks. Stick around. I'll be right back. Bible School Radio is a non-profit Christian radio ministry designed to edify and encourage our listeners through the broadcasting of solid Bible teaching and great praise and worship music. We're grateful that you're tuning in. We hope you'll tell your friends about us, and we invite you to join with us in prayer as we continue to expand our ministry into other parts of the country. If you feel led to partner with us financially and send a tax-deductible donation of any size, you could do so by sending it to Bible School Radio, P.O. Box 913, Alito, Texas, 76008. That's Bible School Radio, P.O. Box 913, Alito, that's A-L-E-D-O, Texas, 76008. Well, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tell your friends about Bible School Radio. In Acts, we read that after persecution broke out against Christians, Philip went into Samaria to spread the good news of Jesus, and he performed many miracles that God used to authenticate his message. Monday on Focal Point, Pastor Mike Fabares explains that Christians today should also go out and do good things for others in order to advance the gospel. Join us Monday for Focal Point. Focal Point, weekday mornings at 8.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Most of us wonder about heaven. What will life be like? Will we know our loved ones there? Will we know what's going on back here on earth? Pastor Greg Laurie addresses many of those uncertainties this week on A New Beginning. It's a week of our most requested studies of the year. Tune in for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning, weekday mornings at 7.30 here on KDKR. 
Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If I can help you out in any way, please go to prudentmoney.com and send an email in. That's the first way I can help you, and we've been doing that for a long time. And in fact, let me think here. Yeah, we've we've been doing that for a long time. I was trying to think of a, a date, but I'll get back to that in just a second. Second way that I can help you is through a, we, you know, sometimes the email just isn't enough, doesn't, uh, the, the situation is a little more complicated, you need to, to expand on some advice, and you can always schedule on my online schedule, or you can call in or send an email and say, can I get on Bob's schedule for a short 20, 30-minute meeting over the phone and talk a little bit about what, I, what I'm trying to figure out? Very committed to doing that. That's all at the website, www.prudentmoney.com. We're talking about how to be a better investor. What are some things you can do differently? And I'm not necessarily, this isn't necessarily saying that you're doing the investing yourself. You could use a financial advisor. But I think if you have, it's so very important to understand so you can, so you can see and interpret what's happening in your investment accounts. I said before the break, I said the market doesn't fall in a straight line. And it's important to know that because, you know, especially in, in bear markets, it can, it can it fools a lot of investors. The market may drop 20%, go back up 15%, then drop 30% and go back up. You have some of the most spectacular declines and increases when it comes to a bear market. In a bull market, you don't necessarily have as spectacular declines, but you definitely have spectacular increases. Bull market goes up, bear market goes down. The next one is be either bullish, which is positive, or bearish, which is negative, the author of this says, but not hoggish. I guess hogs get slaughtered. You know, I think that we get into a, we get into a, a trap that we try to, with our investments, figure out a way to eliminate risk in the way that we're investing. And then really the only way that you can eliminate risk is get a guaranteed account. A little tough to do that with with stock market. Very, very, very tough to do that. And you can't avoid risk, but you can manage it. And I think that that comes along with learning and becoming more skilled at what you're doing. You know, not uh, being one side or the other, is it's the same as straddling a fence. It just doesn't work that great. Remember, it is okay to pay taxes. So, so many times people will get... Investors will look at it, you know, look at it, their portfolio and go, boy, I really wish that I could, that I could sell XYZ stock. The problem with selling XYZ stock is that I'll have to pay a lot of taxes. But that's, you know, if, if it really makes sense, if taxes were not as big of an issue and it really made sense, then... Probably, I mean, I always, from the standpoint of error on this, the, 
decide of cost of, of what what my analysis says and, and sell and sell that stock. Look to buy damaged opportunities, not damaged investments. I think when a uh, an opportunity doesn't work out, but it's still a good opportunity at the point that it becomes not such a great opportunity and it becomes a damaged investment, you want to be careful with that. Diversify to control risk. It's We've talked about it already today, but that is one of the key ways of, of controlling risk. How much money do you have invested in your real risky assets. As I've said in the past, the problem that we and the challenge we have with, with the current st uh, situation is that bonds are typically less likely to lose money if stocks are losing money. But today, or up until um, just recently, I think, and I think we'll return to this trend is you have a situation where both stocks and bonds were losing money. Whether that continues is, uh, is up for debate, but that is, it's important to at least, you know, if you look at how many times this has happened in, in history, it's only like about 96% of the time when the diversification between stocks and bonds work in a bad market. Not so much really in uh, 2022, and it has extended somewhat into 2023. We'll see what 2024 has. Always, he says, always do your homework and control your risk by always having places where if things go bad, go horribly bad, that you sell investments versus hanging on to them. Not allow panic to influence buy and sell decisions. And that's what, you know, one of the things I talked about earlier is all the predictions, all of the, the forecasts for this to happen, for that to happen. It's very important to, to shut down the noise and focus on what's working, what's not working, and what looks like a good opportunity. Expect, but don't fear, corrections. Now, what's a correction? A correction, <clears throat> excuse me, is when the market declines 20%. So you, let's say you had $100,000 and it dropped down to $80,000. In a normal market, and I don't even know if that's fair to call this a normal market, but in a normal market, 20% corrections happen. Now, what you want to be, but then they, they always, over a, depending on the time period, they, they'd come back and erase that correction. And, you know, what, but when that does happen, when the market falls 20% or something to that, you know, it goes into a correction, the media starts making it out to be a bigger thing than it is. And I think people get kind of spooked by that <clears throat> it's more the chances are it's, it's, it's going to be more of a correction than anything over 20 percent is a bear market and of course that's what we saw in 2022 
Here's another one that I think is very important. Expect to be wrong. Unfortunately, with investing, you're going to be wrong more than you're going to be right. Just like I used this example the other day. It's just like a baseball player. A baseball player gets up to the, the plate, and the great baseball hitters fail 70% of the time which is kind of hard to get your mind wrapped around that, but they do. They, what you don't want, what you want to do is correct errors quickly. What you don't want to do is create bigger, bigger er, error, errors. And that's what is so very important. You can avoid the big ones as long as you're correcting the small ones. Be flexible. That's a, that's a very important one as well. And then it, it talks about being patient to, I mean, sometimes you have to be, and I've, I've been in this situation, it, it is hard. You've got to be really patient even though things are not going your way because you really believe in your discipline and the strategy of investments to make it work. But... Uh, it's very important to be disciplined and have patience. The other one is turn off the uh, turn off the television, put down the newspaper, and don't focus on the noise. We talked a little bit about that. If you are working with a financial advisor, make sure that your financial advisor knows how you feel about things. And it's not important to whether they agree with you or not. It's important that they understand how you feel and, and put emphasis on that. One of the questions I think that's really important to ask a financial advisor is, uh, or a, excuse me, a financial advisor to ask a client at the beginning of the year is, what is it out of this next 12 months that you want to accomplish? If we're having this conversation 12 months from now, what is it that you want to to uh, to have have happened the last 12 months another one is to set appointments with yourself this is one of mine I and, and look over your investments look over how they're allocated I think a lot of times especially if things aren't too great with the market that uh, people have a tendency to not look and just to kind of shove them in a, in a drawer um, I was talking to somebody earlier today and they said you know, I want to take the Warren Buffett approach and be a long-term investment investor and not look. I don't think that's what Warren Buffett meant. I think Warren Buffett always knew exactly and tuned in and was always very tuned in to what his investments are doing. I try he's one of the greatest investors ever. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's uh, we'll, we'll finish this off tomorrow and talk a little bit more about it. And uh, if you got a question for me, please go to the website. And uh, there's two ways to get information and send it in because we are all out of time till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.